This is The World in Brief from The Economist. Our top stories. Turkey's president, Recep Tayyip Erdogan, agreed to support Sweden's bid to join NATO. A statement issued by NATO credited Sweden with having significantly expanded its counter-terrorism efforts against the PKK, a Kurdish separatist group that Turkey considers terrorists. The deal was announced on the eve of the alliance's summit, due to start on Tuesday in Vilnius, Lithuania. Mark Rutte, the Dutch Prime Minister, announced that he is leaving politics. He has led the Netherlands since 2010, making him both the second-longest-serving current European head of government and longest in Dutch history. Mr. Rutte's coalition government collapsed last week over an immigration row after a vote of no confidence was threatened in Parliament. China's consumer price inflation rate fell to zero in June, down from 0.2% year-on-year gain in May, adding to concerns about deflation. The price of goods leaving China's factories fell for a ninth consecutive month in June, down 5.4% from a year earlier, the steepest decline since December 2015. Although China's economy is still growing, the pace is slowing, with factory output and consumer spending faltering. President Vladimir Putin met with Yevgeny Prigozhin, the head of the Wagner mercenary group, six days after his aborted coup last month. The meeting took place at the Kremlin on June 29th and lasted almost three hours. A spokesman from the Kremlin said that 35 people were also in attendance, including all the commanders of the military detachments. Kim Yo-jong, the sister of Kim Jong-un, promised a shocking incident if American spy planes are found to have entered North Korean airspace. After the country's defence ministry claimed drones and reconnaissance planes had done so for eight days, Yun Suk-yeol, South Korea's president, will ask leaders at the upcoming NATO summit for help in deterring the North's nuclear ambitions. Threads, Meta's microblogging site and competitor to Twitter, has surpassed 100 million users. It is the quickest online platform to ever reach such a milestone. The app launched on Thursday and gained 2 million users in its first two hours. The previous record was held by ChatGPT, which took two months to gain the same level of popularity. Thames Water has secured a £750 million or $961 million cash injection from its shareholders to ward off possible government control. The struggling British water company has large debts and has been criticised for leaks and dumping sewage. It has said it will look for a further £2.5 billion or $3.2 billion in funding between 2025 and 2030. And figure of the day, one-fifth, how much the average bonus pool has shrunk by in New York. This is the biggest drop since the 2007-2009 to financial crisis. And now, here's a deeper look at the day ahead. Joe Biden's Dilemmas at the NATO Summit 
America is an indispensable supporter of Ukraine's fight to repel Russia's invasion, yet it is also an insurmountable obstacle to Ukraine's hope of rapidly joining NATO. Before departing for the alliance's summit on Tuesday in Vilnius, Lithuania's capital, President Joe Biden said bluntly, quote, I don't think it's ready for membership. Yet Mr. Biden must tread carefully. He cannot be too obstructionist. The American president must help NATO grapple with its central dilemma, how to refuse Ukraine's membership while it is at war without giving Russia a reason to keep waging it. Ukraine will be told that it is getting closer even if it is not invited in. NATO will probably waive its formal membership action plan, the old antechamber to NATO, but ensure conditions on democratic and military reforms are not more onerous. Countries will want to offer credible long-term security guarantees without offering troops. As he attempts to thread those needles, Mr. Biden must also press Turkey to let Sweden join NATO, and all without breaking NATO's unity. Russia would like nothing better than a failure in Vilnius. Germany's Mixed Economic Bag Germany's latest inflation figure covering the year to June will be released on Tuesday. It is expected to be 6.4%, up by 0.3 percentage points from May. Inflation is proving sticky in Germany as elsewhere. Food prices in particular have kept climbing. They are predicted to be 13.7% higher than in June 2022. Inflation is also one reason for Germany entering a technical recession in the first quarter of the year. Higher food prices are dampening household consumption. The higher cost of raw materials and energy are affecting industrial orders. Other economic data do not seem encouraging. Numbers published last week showed a bigger-than-expected fall of 0.2% in industrial production in May compared with April, though they also revealed a surprising rise of 6.4% in industrial orders. That suggests Germany's recovery will be sluggish and slower than some hoped earlier this year. Clouds hover over Amazon's Prime Day Amazon's annual shopping bonanza, Prime Day, begins on Tuesday and, confusingly, will last two days. The tech giant will be hoping for a boost. Sales growth, excluding Amazon's cloud division, was a meager 8% in the most recent quarter, far below the pre-pandemic pace. That partly reflects a decelerating economy, but also stiffer competition. Sheen, a fast-growing Chinese e-commerce rival beloved by youngsters, is expanding beyond fashion into categories like electronics and stationery. It has added a third-party seller option akin to Amazon's marketplace. Meanwhile, Walmart, America's biggest retailer, has been outgrowing Amazon in e-commerce, just as Amazon's move into physical retailing, Walmart's home turf, has stuttered. Amazon is also facing antitrust scrutiny. Last month, the Federal Trade Commission initiated a complaint into tactics allegedly used by the firm to trick consumers into enrolling in its Prime membership program and then make it difficult to unsubscribe. That would hardly be consistent with the firm's ambition to be, quote, Earth's most customer-centric company. Britain's Hot Labor Market Statistics for the British labor market in the three months to May will be published on Tuesday. Recent readings have looked worryingly hot. The previous set of figures, covering the three months to the end of April, showed private sector wages growing at the fastest rate on record, excepting the distortions caused by the coronavirus pandemic. The Bank of England worries that the overheated labor market is helping inflation boil over. In recent months, prices have kept rising faster than expected, particularly for services. 
The central bank believes that this reflects the impact of domestic factors like employment rather than the effect of imported food and energy, which have more sway over inflation's headline figure. Investors now anticipate that the BOE will raise interest rates to 6.5% by next March from 5% at present. That will spell yet more misery for mortgage holders and, consequently, the governing Conservative Party. A general election is due before February 2025. A Celebration of Mongolian Culture To keep his marauding warriors entertained and in shape between battles, Genghis Khan, the fearsome Mongol conqueror, held tournaments of wrestling, archery, and horse racing. Eight centuries later, these sports are at the heart of Mongolia's most important festival, Nadam, which begins on Tuesday. In Ulaanbaatar, the capital, crowds will flock to the central stadium to watch competitions of the three manly games, as well as displays of knucklebone shooting, a game of manual dexterity involving small marble tablets, and singing. For those in the stands, the galloping hooves and twang of bowstrings hark back to a time when all Mongolians herded livestock, their daily rhythms dictated by the changing seasons. These days, nomadism is less common. People are quitting the steppe for the city in search of jobs and shelter from increasingly harsh winters. Still, for five days each year, Mongolians proudly celebrate their patrimony, while Tengri, the sun god, gazes down at the colorfully dressed competitors. Daily Quiz Our baristas will serve you a new question each day this week. On Friday, your challenge is to give us all five answers and, as important, tell us the connecting theme. Email your responses and include mention of your home city and country by 1700 hours GMT on Friday to quizespresso at economist.com. We'll pick randomly from those with the right answers and crown three winners on Saturday. Tuesday. What is the nickname for the large, slightly convex eyewear worn by Tom Cruise in Top Gun? Monday. Which U.S. sitcom, which aired in the late 1970s and early 1980s, starred Danny DeVito, Judd Hirsch, and Andy Kaufman? Finally, here's the quote of the day from John Quincy Adams, who was born on this day in 1776. All men profess honesty as long as they can. To believe all men honest would be folly. To believe none so is something worse. That's the World in Brief from The Economist, available three times every day of the week. You can also hear interviews and analysis from our journalists, including our current affairs podcast, The Intelligence, on your podcast app. And subscribers to The Economist have access to each week's full edition in audio. Just download The Economist app to start listening.